0: Man, it is hot out today, isn't it? It is. I say that for the people that get to watch our beautiful faces here on socials. And the Second Amendment show. (laughs) (laughs) Willie and I are sleeveless today, showing a little skin due to our local weather patterns choosing to be in the triple digits or high double digits for our European friends. Yeah, double D's, triple T's nope right yeah. it's, it's yeah. the same it's, it sounds the same I don't know about you but I love it I love this weather I also like being naked all the time
1: so yeah this is great you know what's the most entertaining story to have a conversation about
0: me being naked all the time and the weather <laughs> do you mean whether it's karma roulette sacred geometry act like you belong Or full bucket. There's a sub for that. What's up, you lovely lurkers? Welcome to the Front Podcast of the Internet. I'm your host, Willie. And I'm your other host, Scott. We're a show all about Reddit and other things. Covering all the ups and down votes in about 30 minutes. If you like the show, you can find more of us on our TikTok, on our Instagram,
1: on our YouTube, or scouring sugar daddy meat for your next local senator. (laughs) Scott, I don't know about you, but back when I was a kid, weather like this, 100 degrees, burning up it could not stop me
0: from going outside agreed 100 percent. me and my buddies would go and ride our bikes everywhere and the one thing we would complain about as we were trying to find a place with air conditioning is why is there hot wind the wind is <laughs> supposed to be cool
1: i went on a trip my dad i wasn't i was too young to be able to go scuba diving with the whole family so i'd get stuck at home with grandma so one year i'm nine my dad said you and i we're going to go, we're going to go down to Florida. We're going to go to see Disney. It's going to be the time of our lives. Cool. This, you know, this is back when they were their own sovereign nation in the middle of Florida. Yeah. When they had all the voting rights. <laughs> and <laughs> I remember we rented a convertible and it was the first
0: time I had felt hot wind on my face. I was like, this is surreal. It's gross out there. And, uh, you know, for people that are in places that are worse off than us, I really feel for you. But it feels like a, an Okaboji swamp up here in the great state of Minnesota today, and You oh, don't want to be any holes. Florida men. Yeah, what? What?
1: <laughs> Speaking of our past, I saw this shower thought today when I was running off to get some coffee in the hundred degree weather, and it said Generation X and Millennials will probably be the first generation in recent history to tell their kids about
0: how much easier life was when we were kids. I hate this story. I saw the headline, <laughs> but I didn't read it on purpose because it made me so mad how true it's probably gonna be. On one hand, yeah, things are tough. We're, n- we're not doing any favors for ourselves right now here, folks, like. <laughs> on the other hand, there's a bit of optimism built into this that it's actually going to get better. Totally. Like if we have kids, uh, I mean, they could just be like, why did you have me? We're, we're all going to die here, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I'm sure a lot of people are actually thinking about, sadly. Oh, totally. Uh, be- I mean, it's been one of the, the
1: main contributing factors to why I've told myself maybe I don't want to have children.
0: Yeah. And you and so many other people thinking mm. like this is only causing the population to decrease which people have complained about how we need to have more babies to keep the population up and I don't know, keep farming or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Farming, farming uteruses for children. There is a number
1: that a society needs to maintain the status quo, like a birth rate and we're under it currently. So there is a fear out there from people in power that, yeah, we're just not making enough kids, and therefore we're not going to be able to sustain what our population level is, our current lifestyle, which well, sucks to suck. I didn't want to start the story thinking about it that way. What I thought was like, what were those things growing up that made us look back and think, "Wow, we have it so much better than than we do now, because we didn't have the internet back then.
0: No, it was a lot those...
1: harder to find corn
0: production a lot you had harder. to you had to go into so many friends, houses, dad's closets. I mean you had to think about it. <laughs> I, yeah, it was strategy. It was all strategy. Uh, we had this. We had these older kids who somehow got a, a hold of Playboys and other various magazines of ill repute, and they had this clubhouse that they built in the middle of the woods. It was. It was. It wasn't great. It was like a, a shanty made of sticks, but they would go and stash all of this porn there. And so, oh, yeah. like, once you once you got it in, in with like the kids who. Knew where it was like suddenly it was a secret club and be like, hey, this weekend you want to go see the, the, you know, the loot cave that we would call it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The grossest part about that is this crazy amount of testosterone is just bubbling to the surface on all of these adolescent boys who are all thinking to themselves I'm going to jack off so hard to this, but you never think that your buddy's also thinking the
0: exact same thing. Part of that now as an adult, I'm like, ew. I mean, some people probably did, right? They probably had communities or parties that would just be like, hey, let's all do this together and see what it's like. (laughs) A little exploration, if you will.
1: Did you guys ever make forts? That was a common thing, that we had a fort. It was like this uh, neighbor's backyard where they had these giant bushes that you couldn't see through so we had one space that you could climb through and then you could just essentially burrow a path underneath these bushes that an adult
0: couldn't get through and then we went to the back and we created our own little fort area not really i mean the only giant bushes i saw were in the magazines in the loot cave
1: a lot of those exist especially if the loot cave was old like right which it was which it was let's be honest (laughs) <laughs> we have a difference in age here Scott. I don't a think little. I dealt with I don't think I dealt with much
0: uh there was a lot more pruning in nature in my day. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> Mother nature wasn't as yeah, there was a lot of harvesting of the rainforest when you were growing up. I get it. But it's a big Big problem.
1: I would say one of the things that maybe gets lost on us and and we spend a little too much time thinking about the positives instead of thinking about the negatives is, dude, the amount of boredom you went through. You didn't have the internet. There There wasn't that sugar rush, that dopamine hit to just keep you at a steady high. You couldn't just scroll on something for hours. Well, you so could. You, ju- you could watch TV. Oh, sure. But even then, like. Filled with commercials, filled which I guess mm-hmm. you still deal with today. But if you wanted
0: real entertainment back then, you're going outside, reading a book. Play sports. Play sports. You could go to camps, which people still do now. But the, the Internet changed everything. The first time we got an actual 56K modem, I, was, I, I wasn't doing AOL stuff. I was playing video games. And so anything that I could play online, those little uh, Flash-based games... Oh, that yeah. became my time waster oh yeah they were dumb it was like the dumbest thing in the world you're just like click here to jump up the bike and make sure you don't <laughs> fall uh, <laughs> click here to play the little baseball game it was it was just so stupid but it was magical for somebody who had never seen or experienced something like this mm-hmm. my niece had a dance recital end of the school year
1: so I had the opportunity to go back to my high school and, and look at it but I drove one of my nieces back to her my sister's house and she's in the back seat of my car with her friend, and they're talking about just some of the dumb stuff that their friends do. And she oh told this story of a friend in the locker room doing cocaine. How old is she? Ninth
0: grade. Holy cow! And what a I looked, late bloomer. I seriously looked, should have been should have been doing it in sixth grade. Come on! I looked at my kids. partner and was like, "Wait a
1: minute, <laughs> did you have an experience like that?" or are we just to that stage where that's that's an accessible thing to high schoolers it seemed so out of the blue and scary
0: to me i guarantee there are more drugs now with technologies innovations like we were playing drug wars on our ti-80 whatever they're doing it in real life now we literally just taught people how to do it (laughs) thanks a lot texas instruments but i will say this what i was alluding to earlier is like it's kind of negative. We still have technology on our side, I believe. And the theme of this story is how our kids will say, Man, you guys had it real hard. You had it real tough. We're going to be coming out with things like VR, AI, all this machine learning. We're, we, we'll potentially have trucks that will drive themselves. We already we'll have cars have that drive themselves. Drones delivering our groceries to us. You know, just it'll free up a lot of people, and and I, I hear the negatives, like it's gonna kill a lot of jobs, but it's also gonna potentially give those people the opportunity to do something that is more fulfilling.
1: Right, this is the optimist in me. I think it's
0: creating a lot more jobs in different areas. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna go back to school to become a drone slash robot overlord repair technician. It's gonna pay a lot of money. They're gonna that need would... to keep me alive. <laughs> we are going to become the maids Oh, you know now that I think about it there there was one fort that was really popular when I was a kid I just moved into a neighborhood and it was one of the places that the older kids in high school had built but you couldn't go there as a younger kid because they didn't want anybody else it was kind of like their private thing so it was 100% off limits to the 6th graders and speaking of places that are off limits, this week in Interesting AF, there is a post titled Five Interesting Places That Are Forbidden or Restricted from Visiting. Did you read this at all? No. It's really cool. There's some places that totally make sense and some places I've never heard of. But number one is Scott, hold the- on. You're going too fast. We've got a top five music.
1: And let it ride. <laughs>
0: Number one on this list is the Doomsday Vault. That's the place that has all the seeds in a cold area, right? I would love to see the inside of that, but also... Everyone would, which is 100% why no one should ever visit it except for the people that work there. This Hmm. is the thing for people who don't know what we're talking about. It is a place where every single seed of every single plant exists as a backup in case something happens... Nuclear doomsday. These aliens that we talked about last week—lambda, uh, limda, limon, whatever his—the uh, the AI that's gonna eventually escape, thanks to Google. It's not just like a, it, This isn't this isn't Noah's Ark here. There's multiples of each seeds. Number two, North Sentinel Island. I think you've heard of this before, Willie. It's that island you researched uh, in college. Yeah, Scott. North Sentinel Island is. Most
1: well-known for having the Adamin Aboriginal people It's that tribe that will kill anybody who goes in to the island like that guy that went kayaking in Um, (laughs) Okay it had uh, it says the Adamin and uh, Nicobar Island protection of Aboriginal tribes act of 1956 prohibits travel to the island and anybody that approaches closer than five nautical miles or nine and a quarter kilometers in order to prevent the tribal community from getting foreign disease to which they have no acquired immunity and honestly if you go there you're probably just gonna die they're gonna they're yeah gonna they're murder gonna you. They're,
0: they're gonna kill you and eat you and that's on you number three the Lascaux cave the Lascaux Cave is uh, a French, French cave. It's in Dordong. Dordogne, <laughs> Ding dong.
1: Most <laughs> famously, they are known for having the drawings, like the really paintings. iconic wall paintings of buffalo,
0: Se- bison, yeah. like prehistoric paintings. Number four is called Bangar Fort. I have never heard of Bangar Fort, but apparently it was built in 1573, located in India, and technically people are allowed to visit there during the day. But from dusk until dawn, nobody can go in because the Indian government has banned visitors due to ghosts and curses. And finally, the last place, which makes total sense, the Vatican archives, only Tom has... Hanks.
1: Back the fuck off! What are y'all doing?
0: <laughs> Fifty-three miles of shelves, forbidden except miles. for researchers. Yeah, except for researchers with special permits. But even for them, there is a limit as to what documents they can view.
1: Did you see? This reminds me. Did you see? Um, Bill Clinton was on like the Graham Norton show. James, leave. uh, James Corden, James Corden. And yeah, he was like, yeah, I tried to send people. I sent my secretary of state into area 51. I wanted to find out if we have aliens
0: and they didn't have any aliens. Uh, it, well, well caveat, because why did they, what did he say actually is done at area 51 special vehicle testing for things to not be seen on radar? Correct. This might've been the slip up for uh, old slick Willie. He said specifically that's where they work on their invisibility technology or our invisibility technology for stuff like that. So my guess is there's aliens down there. They were just they were just hiding. Path of least resistance here, Scott. Do you think that there's a big
1: cover up here? Do you think he slipped up or do you think he's just old and invisibility meant (laughs) invisible to radars? A lot of people were like the earth is flat. We never went to the moon we have invisible planes wonder woman's real imagine just imagine listen scott some secrets are best kept and this week on the subreddit ask reddit there's a post that said what things should be kept private from your significant other no matter how Uh healthy
0: your relationship is Ooh, this sounds like another top five list
1: Your number five is the location of ships
0: while playing Battleship. You shouldn't really tell anybody. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! You are so right. That that should never be revealed. And otherwise, specifically what's the point? To your
1: partner. <laughs> this one I can align with. This is really important to me. It's where I hide the secret spare pair of scissors I keep for when. They have lost the other 11 pair of scissors that we own and I need to trim the chip bags to make it so that I can get to the chips easier. Huh? You you don't do that? I I I keep it where my poop knife is. (laughs) Don't confuse the two. You should never share if your relationship started under potentially offensive pretenses. For example, they were madly in love with you. But they
0: were just your rebound. I would disagree. I would disagree. What if you talked about it early? Just be like, hey, I'm not really. I you know I just got out of something. I'm not really looking to get into anything serious. And they were really, they were really enamored with you. And you decided to give it a chance. And things turned out for the best. There's always you're that possibility. Like, you're talking like a mature adult here. This is Reddit. <laughs> what are you doing?
1: <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Please proceed. Now you. Scott, me. I've been in this situation. You know that you're the pet's favorite person. You should never oh, say those words out loud.
0: I see people reveal that all the time on the social medias. Terrible, terrible parents. But what's the number one? Drum roll.
1: It says, no matter how healthy a relationship is, there will always come a time when you have resentful thoughts of your spouse. Those should be kept to yourself, as most of them pass pretty quickly. The only time you share them is if they're persisting in some behavior that is hurting you, and then it should be done calmly and not in the heat of the moment. For instance, if you got home from work, tired to find your spouse binge-watching a TV show, but the sink is full of dirty dishes, the impulse may be to lace into them. Don't. Yeah, Dave. (laughs) Go ahead, do the dishes, and tomorrow, when the initial flash of anger has passed, discuss the issue. People say that arguments can be healthy in a relationship, but it all comes down to how you argue. Spouses, at least if they're good ones, know intimate details about you, your past, and how you think and feel. This gives them weapons to hurt you, and it may be tempting to use such weapons when you're angry. But if you know your spouse has a sore spot about their dad... And you say, in anger, this is why your dad never loved you. You have permanently damaged your relationship. And that damage builds up over time. Successful relationships, on the other hand, survive because people rein themselves in in the moment. Even when they're angry, they don't want to inflict wounds like that. So, whenever the impulse arises, to use those weapons in anger, resist the temptation. You may forget
0: what you did quickly, but they won't. That's good advice. I like the way that kind of shows the age range of Reddit because some middle schooler is not typing that out. Mm-mm. That's some parent who's like, I've been there.
1: The 60, 70 year olds, the the cool ones on Reddit. We all know who you are. And they're just like words of wisdom for these people who don't know how to change oil in a car. And at this point, probably will never have to.
0: Yeah, they're the AOK boomers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Here's an added bonus for you, Scott. If she poops on the table while birthing your child, no, she fucking didn't. Why is she on my
0: table? (laughs) (laughs) That table was from West Elm. We should have picked the ground. Speaking of people who are helping rather than hurting, this week in Next Effing Level, this is a video, and there's audio to go along with it, so you'll be able to hear it on the podcast, of... A cyclist that's chasing a dog that ran out into the middle of an avenue to protect him from the other vehicles she chased the dog for over 600 meters 3.38 miles uh, and the rest until he was safe and somebody caught him she and other people who are trying to steer the dog away are considered heroes now just listen to this video and imagine this poor cyclist <laughs> Chasing through traffic, weaving in and out between buses and cars, chasing this little tiny dog that ran into traffic. no, no, no,
1: no, I have two thoughts about this. Number one, great on this person for biking that far. It's a long ways in general. Three miles is a long way. If you're on a bike and point, this person's- It's only point 0.3. Oh, point, only point 0.3. It's it's not.
0: Yeah. So 600 you're on a bike. meters. <laughs> yeah.
1: But is this person just not yelling loud enough for others to hear? There's so many passers-by who do nothing, who just, there's a dog, there
0: it goes, oh, that's a dog, and they do nothing. I feel like the mix of adrenaline with this person was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go chase after this dog, thought number one. Thought number two doesn't hit them until they're already in the middle of the act, but I'm just jumping into traffic. (laughs) They're speeding cars left and right. This dog almost got sideswiped by one completely ran over. Like right at, at the point. beginning. Oh my god, that yeah. tear terror- I was like, what am I watching? Why am I watching this? So like the thought to like try and save the dog, like what am, what am I gonna do if I catch the dog or I catch up to the dog? I don't know if I'd have enough breath to to muster what to say either. And it's not like they're gonna hear you. It's busy traffic. What a badass, right? Would you yeah. do you think you would go through traffic like that to save Save an animal, dog or cat or whatever. If it was my dog, yes. If it was somebody else's dog, I don't know. To be honest, I've never ridden in traffic on a bicycle before. (laughs) Maybe run into traffic, I may run into traffic where I'm a little bit more sure-footed, but on a bike, I don't know. That's an interesting take. I
1: think I would much rather be on a bike than on my feet. Cause at least like if a car is speeding by it, I can at least try to gain some speed versus on my feet. I'm not a fast runner, man.
0: You're right. Right. My only thinking is that people don't see cyclists as well as they would see pedestrians. Hopefully just walking in the street is a little bit more noticeable than somebody on a bike. So here in Minnesota, we have a Ford
1: plant or had a Ford plant. And when I was doing my driver's ed training back when you're what, 15 years old, I took it during the summer at the Ford plant. So they had employees that would bring you through the training. And I remember this guy leading us through it saying let's say you're getting onto the highway and traffic is going 55 60 miles an hour and you need to speed up and there is a line of ducks in the road or a squirrel oh. what do you do gun and it i mean it, no it was this <laughs> interest I, I mean it is the the trolley the, yeah. the trolley car parable do you do you stop what do you do and How would you have answered that question?
0: I mean, I slam on the brakes for all animals, like geese, squirrels, little rabbits. Yeah, well, this psycho
1: says, I just hit them. I plow right through them. I hit the things because I don't want to get hit. I have some concerns.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They are no longer employed by Ford, according to uh, internal reports. The most pragmatic version of that is what kind of damage
1: are you inflicting on your car first of all your ford is not going to hold up to countless bird attacks you idiot and secondly I mean, shouldn't you just have a little bit of hope that the person behind you is going to stop too i usually there, would have there, yeah i'm looking more than yeah. 10 feet in front of me to see what's there so if there if there's a bird crossing the street i sure as hell am going to slow down now the the scariest thing that i've ever had to swerve out of the way of there, deer, sure. I, I've had to swerve out of the way of a deer. I was once driving back from the cabin with one of my buddies. I'm in my Mini Cooper in high school, and I think I'm one of the coolest people in the world, right? This car in front of us <laughs> Sorry, just slow, slowly starts to like veer to the left or the right. And casually, not like there's anything in the middle of the road, just I'm going to get out of the way of something. But that's not what it looked like to us. There was a lawn chair. One of those white lawn chairs in the middle of the highway. We're going 70 miles an hour. And I swerved out of the way of that thing and maintained
0: control. Probably should have probably shouldn't have made it. (laughs) Dang. All I had to swerve out of the way in, in my driving career was a semi truck that was coming down a hill and somebody had decided to brake a little too hard. And so they swerved into oncoming traffic because otherwise it was completely destroy the car in front of them and so i'm going across a bridge coming the opposite direction and i see this happening my mom is in the passenger seat we're driving back from grandma's house and this is one of those scenarios where my mom who i love her god bless her was the worst backseat (laughs) passenger seat driver in the world so I'm wearing my seatbelt like you normally do suddenly a hand kind of like those stop signs that eject out from uh, school bus arms just my a hand comes and slaps me in the chest <laughs> as I have the wheel like I didn't see the semi truck in front of me but it was kind of like one of those like trying to hurt. she's doing everything in her power to stop physics <laughs> from existing. Yep. <laughs> and I just casually see it and I just there's a shoulder on the side of the bridge so I just I just swerve over to the side of the bridge, let the truck pass and get back into the lane and just ca- calmly pull pull back in. And, and I t- I took it like a champ. Like I was actually proud of myself but I said nothing. But I didn't yell at my mom for being scared because, understandably, that was a, a weird si- situation. One of those things where you can just feel your brain eject all of the adrenaline <laughs> that exists in your body. Just, like, immediately dump it. <laughs> and then afterwards, as you know, I'm continuing on the way home, and she's like, you know what? I'm actually really proud of how you handled that. And I was Aww. like, thanks. <laughs> oh. Jeez, man. From the the
1: downward trajectory of that semi to the upward end of that story, you know what time it is.
0: It's sometimes good. It's sometimes not.
1: It's time for ups and down votes with Willie and Scott. All
0: right. What do you got this week? You got an up and a down. You got a double up. You got a double down.
1: I need to tell you a tale. This is a down vote. Is it as
0: old as time?
1: For me, time in memoriam.
0: (laughs) What is my biggest fear? Well, for those uh, at home who have no idea what we're talking about, I'm about to give you a weapon in your arsenal to use against Willie at any point in time. But if you were to just walk up to him and vomit in front of him, he would immediately be rendered useless. I wonder if fight
1: or flight would kick in.
0: I think it's gonna be like those Texas Bushman videos where the guy dresses up as a little tree and he scares the shit out of those people. That's what I think you would do. I think you would go, I just peed myself yeah <laughs> it's not a threat
1: of pain on inflicted on you if you do this purposefully it's a guarantee
0: <laughs> but, but scott but wait there's I kn- more i know Willie. Kn- Willie, don't you're not gonna stop this train oh, no. it's moving ladies and gentlemen there is another oh yes there is another, another. and you'll learn about that in a future episode so keep listening yeah, I Smash do. that like and subscribe button. I do have
1: two equal fears that, when merged together, do create a super fear. <laughs> I was eating a beloved food by the two of us. I'm not even sure if you can eat this anymore, but I had Indian. Bologna? Food. Indian oh, food. I can. I have to make it myself, but I can. Okay. Yes. So I had from your favorite restaurant, teak masala. Oh, dude. I don't want to have a boner right now. What are you doing? <laughs> Medium spice. I'm excited. I eat it. Everything is fine. I wake up the next morning. I go to the gym and I'm like, my tummy feels a little weird. I'm going to poop. Natch. Sh- <laughs> and after, you know, the, uh, as Hilary Duff said, the rain fell down. I thought maybe I just woke up too early. I had too much pre-workout and it's all flowing, flowing down south. And that wasn't really the case. So that evening I had a wedding to go to. Okay. I show up at the wedding. I think I'm fine. I think I've managed tempered my expectations and we get there. There's a bunch of people. I don't know that my partner does know because it's a friend of hers wedding and we sit down in a chair. It's outside. Mind you, it's been like in the high eighties, nineties all week. That's what Mm -hmm. it is outside. I, the moment I sit down mouthwatering jaw starts to tingle i'm like it's happening it's happening it's all gonna happen we're we're gonna do it right here in front of all these random people that i don't know it's coming it's gonna happen no and i it's not the it's the, oh no and and i start thinking to myself the red coats have come up they're on their way <laughs> they, this is this is the moment and i look at her and i
0: go calmly i'll be right back
1: what I'll, I'll be right back
0: Get up and you I... said it calmly like that but meanwhile you're you you've got the face of Jordan Peele in that that one gif where it's just like sweat <laughs> raining That's... down your face. <laughs>
1: I run to the bathroom. Nothing happens. Standing your, there. How's your stomach feeling? Every, how's your stomach feeling? Terrible. I feel I felt like oh, I was going to vomit okay. all over the place. But as threat I stood radar up, is
0: still active, but you feel okay. All as
1: right. I stood up, I'm starting to get okay. This was this was an inconsequential threat. Everything is going to be fine. So I start Foss walking. False alarm. I start walking back, but I'm, I'm a little nervous, so my stomach keeps going. So then I see the bride is ready to go outside, and I'm like, oh, shit. I need to go quickly. So I run around to the other door, and I get in my seat. Thankfully, this was like a 15-minute ceremony. It was fast. Not, not one of them Catholic ones. All right. Because the moment I sat down, I'm like, again, this is going to happen. I'm going to vomit everywhere and I just willed myself to not throw up. And I'm just holding and the moment they get out and we all stand up and we're talking, I look at my partner and go,
0: "I got to go." I need to So leave. while everybody was tossing rice, you were tossing your cookies. <laughs> all of this reminded
1: me because as I was prepping for this episode, there was a post from me IRL That said, does your stomach ever hurt so bad that you get completely naked and sit on the toilet? Because that's exactly
0: what I needed to do. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm imagining you at this wedding venue, which is like some barn. (laughs) And you're just in the little stall. And there, all your clothes are spread out over the floor. They're like (laughs) underneath, you know, like coming out. So people walking in can see trousers just hanging out from underneath. And they just give a little knock on the door. Doing all right in there, buddy. Uh, My upvote of the week is also wedding-related, Willie. Last week, spoiler alert for those who didn't tune in, I asked somebody to be in my wedding. And I'm not going to tell you who. I'm not going to tell you who. But just go listen to, I guess, minute 31 of last week's episode. But this week, today actually, prior to recording, I asked the second person to be in my wedding. Wait a minute. Hold
1: on. You're telling me while well, i had a wonderful conversation and this
0: amazing moment somebody else gets fucking golf <laughs> i didn't pay for their golf it was an even split no it was just a time where we happened to be together in the same vicinity i'm fine It's not like I made the mistake of asking them to be my best man also. And then you guys have to fight it out (laughs) gladiatorial style. (laughs) You guys figure this out. It's not my problem. Scott's like, and my
1: downvote of the week, Willie, I have some news to share with you.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. You can find more of us on our socials and we'll see you next week. With a guest.